Here we go. There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you live from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in Consensual Studios at 545 Productions. And I am joined, as always, by our heroic hosts, Mr. Jeff Watson. Oh, thank you, Ben. Good Mr. to be here. Max Sarakistan Sarak. To victory! And my name is Ben Hollywood Whitmore. And this is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show for 30 minutes of uninterrupted podcasting golden goodness. Heroically so. Heroic. I was trying to figure, I was trying to work that word. Anyway, Max, <laughs> be a hero and tell them what they'll, what they'll get if, if uh, their topic is when, when you finish your quest of getting your topic to us and us recording and releasing it, you will be rewarded with the sweetest free T-shirt that you've probably ever gotten. Mm-hmm. It's easily plus one, possibly plus two, but totally right. worth the price of admission, which is just a question. All you have to do is send us one fucking question. That's it. You add us on the Twitters. This is you, like a level one quest. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you will gain a DC level. DC rating four. Yeah, the easiest way to gain a level. You just you just send us a topic. Just fuck a topic. And uh, <laughs> Facebook, you can message the show and, and guilt them into it. get us to it that way. Uh, what are you, a pussy? Send us a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's wrong with you. Or topics at email. Topics at email. Ignorant uninformed. Oh. Email us at topics at ignorant and world uninformed. wide webs. Sure. www. Uh, and get your topic to us. Get your free T-shirt. And thank you for listening and uh, leveling up. And uh, you know. Stuff. You're going to be smarter after listening. It's mm. so true. You'll be more ignorant and more uninformed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Our pledge to you. Aha! All right. <laughs> I've drawn the topic. The topic is from our good friend Rachel Bender. Oh, nice. Uh, and and Rachel wants to know, what do you do when you're stuck on a project in order to get it going again? Oh. When you're – oh, man. I could talk about this for a while. I well, think. that's good. You've got a half an hour, so <laughs> go. Well, I always find like sometimes uh, like I like to paint miniatures. Mm. That's, uh, that's something that ma- many people don't know about me, but I do uh, for for a game called Warhammer 40,000. And I've also gotten into painting a few other like games. So that's what I do is uh, sometimes a lot of times I'll just mix it up. I'll, I'll switch to another project. Um, which ends up working sometimes, but it usually there's a period of time where I have a lot of half finished projects. Like, <laughs> sure. You know, Cause I just like, ah, oh, fuck this one. I'm going to start a new one. Ah, oh, fuck this one. I'm going to start a new one. Until you get to it. Like, I got to yeah. go. And then eventually I was like, okay, I got to go back and finish the other one. But it works out generally because sometimes it's like, I, I'm t- I can't think creatively to paint anymore. Like I can't paint any more models, but I can assemble models. So then I start assembling models instead and then get them ready to be painted. My and then God. usually by the time that I'm done with assembling for a while, then I'll, I'll want to jump back to painting so and then, finish up what I was. So here's my question. So like stuck on a – did you say stuck on a project or stuck on a problem or – Stuck on a project. Okay. When you're stuck okay. on a project. Any creative project is mm. how I would – Okay. You're stuck on a project. Because like uh, – cause so hmm. – mm. I was trying to think if like painting midis was your way to like get out of your head and like into a different space. It is a very troll. zen thing right. for me. I don't get to do it that often anymore. It's been a while. <laughs> mm. Right. Every time it's it's kind of hard when you're away from it for a while and then you like get settled back into something like that. It's it's kind of hard to like just 
like mentally, groove. yeah, like find where you. And I think I've I've just got to – I'm discovering this as I'm saying it out loud. I've got to like ease back into it. I can't expect to get the same kind of uh, – I can't get in that zone after being away from it so long. You sure. know what I mean? It used to be like I could I could jump right in and kind of like ease. It seems a bit daunting I think to kind of get to that point. But I think i got to take it in, in steps and be like I'm just going to paint a little bit today. Sure. Starting's the hardest And part. I probably won't be fully relaxed by the time I finish you know, today. But then eventually – but there was a time when I was like, oh, I got an hour. I could sit down and like just – an hour goes by and yeah. stress relief just and I'm done. Unwind and clear your mind. Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing is do something else. Yeah. Get right? away like, from it. Get some distance. Yeah. And, like, so if it's paint minis or, like, go take a walk outside mm-hmm. or call That'll a friend. Get it going like, again. Yeah. Just get your mind off it. Because when you're like, least thinking about it. That's mm-hmm. that's when the your brain can kind of work on it piecemeal, yeah. you know, far away from it. That's I'd even I argue say. sleep. Sleep helps. Sometimes I sleep on yeah. stuff and I come in yeah. the next day. I problem solve in my sleep. Yeah. At work, that's what I do a lot. Like I'll, I'll be just be like, man, I don't know how we're going to do this. How am I going to get this thing to accomplish this dude piece of scenery or whatever? You know, like how how is this going to work? How is this going to happen and do it the best? That's super fucking handy. Do you guys like have like do you do you like turn the problem over to yourself when you sleep or do you just like? Like, how do you solve problems in your sleep? I don't I feel solve more problems like, in my sleep. I feel like I more come back with a clear head and I can see better. I've had some distance from the situation. And I can come in and be like, oh, yeah, this might work. And I, it wouldn't have occurred to me yesterday to do that. So I assume that I solved that problem in my sleep. Yeah. I mean, the same thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to put this down and tomorrow I will revisit it. And a lot of times I will wake up and there's the answer. Huh. I think the subconscious is very powerful like that. Yeah. Well, I guess I was just curious of like a, an actual strategy. Like, so do you, do you genuinely say that? You're like, cool. I'm, you know, like before you go to bed, you're like, look. I'm going to sleep on this. I mean, that's all I really think. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. It seems like, I mean, I hate to like use the word leverage sleep because it's an important <laughs> process. It's doing plenty of other things, but mm-hmm. like that's handy. Mm-hmm. I think it's also just. Your you know your brain's kind of just processing in the background anyway. Like you know, I I know I have these set of problems and or the, these are the parameters by which I have to operate right on this problem or this project needs to accomplish X Y and Z. Whether that's it needs to be a piece of art or it needs to accomplish a physical task or you know whatever the case may be or it needs to be done by Thursday. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> A deadline like, is a hell of a motivator. Like, I don't know. I think just you got to walk away from it at some point. You can't force it, especially when it's if it's creative. You know, oh, you can't force creativity. Mm-mm. And a lot of people would just you know say, <laughs> oh, just just start writing, or if it's a writing project or something. I know there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, just keep just writing. put words on paper. Just keep putting words on paper. And I'm like, eh, I, think, I don't think you can do that all the time. You can't force it's, your way into an answer. I mean, that's a fine line though, because like at a certain point, well, certainly discipline. You need you need the discipline to actually. You got to show it up. And focus. You're not just going to, like, sit down one day and write your masterpiece. You know what I mean? Not without a lot of practice, I don't think. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. (laughs) (laughs) You had one. It's a good good dad joke. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Um, Yeah, well, there's that, like, I, you know, Einstein, there's a quote of his talking about, like, we don't come up with solutions in the same state of mind that we, you know, recognize the problems in. Hmm. And 
I think it's. I mean, like I, I think like there's that. some wisdom there. Einstein, Same sort of thing. Who's this Einstein guy? Uh, he makes bagels uh, with Not his brother, great. and oh. they do a great job. They do a fantastic. Their job. schmears are. Uh, you right. You know, he, good he, enough. He wrote West Side Story. Oh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think there's some truth to that. Like I definitely know I have been at like complete wit's end. You know, trying to solve some problem, like forcing things to be a certain way, when yeah. like. Really, just stepping away and allowing is uh, a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And masturbation. Clears the mind. Mm. That's fair. Sullies the loins. Mm-hmm. A uh, cum piffany as a heart. <laughs> I've never heard it put like that. That's I good old, like it. Good old Benji Pickens. I like it. Cum piffany. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I've definitely gotten, like, showers. Like, I've definitely gotten ideas in the shower. Mm-hmm. You know, like. All my best ideas are in the shower, and they all stay there. I can't. Because <laughs> yeah. you walk out of the shower, suddenly it's like, wait, what the fuck was I talking about? And it's, it's gone. gone. There is something to that, though, like the the impact of environment on memory. And, like, it's why people sometimes forget things when they, like, change spaces, like forget keys or going out the door. It's like, it's all in there together. And so when you change You walk through a doorway, apparently, into another room and it, like, resets your brain. Yeah. So you're like, oh, fuck. I, I do it all the time because I walk into, the, the like, my workshop to, like, grab something to bring somewhere else. And I walk in. I'm like, what the fuck did I come in here? Well, that could be a solution then, changing your environment. Oh. Very interesting. Absolutely. Bring it at home. I like it. <clears throat> well done. That's good. You see, you were thinking about that, and I was thinking of like <laughs> this this experiment that we could do in Ben's workshop where like we just built like four doors and we just set them up like – Whoa. And just walk through all four and see what would happen. Cool. I like that too. Figure you probably have door frames that you build sometimes. <laughs> we just walk through Why sets. would you assume yeah. that? How dare you, sir? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I have several. <laughs> um, yeah. Just like – yeah, change your environment. I've definitely done that. Yeah. Makes sense. I have too. Go to the library. Go to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. switch things up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Drink some water. I've always found that helps. Yeah? more. Yeah, just like get in a glass of water sometimes. That's I, after Because I feel like your brain sometimes, it doesn't function if it's not hydrated well. So if you're dehydrated, like... A lot of times your neurons aren't firing the way they should be. Mm-hmm. It matters. Um, I know the last time I was putting together a puzzle, like on a, you know, like I reached that point where I was like not finding any pieces. could not see the get forest any, for the trees. Yeah, could friend. not get anything. And then I would just like get up and go to the kitchen and just grab like a handful of snacks and eat a couple snacks and then like walk back to the table. And boom. Yeah. And I was just like, doom, 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 doom. Oh, it's like, funny how it works. And like then that. just like, all right, you know, I stopped again. I'm going to walk away and go eat more snacks and yeah. come back. Um, so that worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always good. I don't know. I've always like, sometimes you just get in a rut though and you're just like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know what to do. So there's there's days when I'm like, on most things, I'm like, I I'm not going to do anything else productive today because my I just can't do it. Sleep certainly helps, I think. Yeah, and a lot of times. Yeah, taking good care. Sometimes of yourself, I feel but... like I just end up doing things kind of on autopilot, and because honestly, mm-hmm. I have no memory of doing them. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll finish a show or something. We'll like put, you know, I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, someone painted all that trim. Oh, it was me. Hmm. That's weird. It looks good. Good job. Past well, me. sometimes it looks good. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, 
I got to redo this. Who was that? Like, who did we hire to paint that? Michael J. Fox in here with a paintbrush. Too soon. But I think there's also some merit, too, to, like, being able to sit with it and being cool with the fact that, like, hey, I'm not making progress. Because, like, life is real. a little bit of acceptance. Yeah, and, like, emotions are real. It'll come, but not today. You know, depending on, like, what's going on with sex tape. With <laughs> life, yeah, uh, it's not always gonna like happen like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I mean, even maybe changing music. That you're I was just thinking to. about music. I was like, maybe music. Could do it, dude. Maximus has said something that keyed us into music. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is like that's actually what I'm writing my next column about. Is uh-huh. that like I, you know, I, like I wrote that last one about endings and grief mm-hmm. and loss, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I built myself like a feel good playlist. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm is there a fucking... progression like through the playlist? I'm actually putting the – there's actually the white the whiteboard uh, from the old D&D days. Mm-hmm. is down on the floor by my desktop as I'm trying to like put together the set. I saw list. it in there. I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. Like how long a uh, playlist? It's going to be like 19 tracks I think on Spotify. Okay. Um, lots of hip-hop. For doing any activity? Just for feeling good, man. This, okay. is, this is my feel-good playlist I like that it. I've been listening to like – Probably for the last like week or so. Okay, because I know you're. That's not your style typically. No, it's not. Well, it's interesting because like making making mixes for uh, girls I had crushes on or friends is something that I certainly did like way back in the day. Mixtape. Yeah, dude. But I haven't made a mix for myself in like I don't even know how long. It's a little bit self love. Uh, that's exactly what it is. And so I was like, yeah, what am I going to write about again? So like last week I had this problem. I was like, fuck, what am I going to write about? And then all of a sudden, like, I started doing this and wasn't thinking about it. And then, like, through a text conversation with good old Ohio Tim, it was like, oh, shit, you know what? I'm going to use Spotify and share this and just write about that. So there you go. Nice. Music is important. Will you, will you link it to – will you send the Spotify playlist link? Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to embed the, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point is to, like – Well, I'm going to I'm gonna follow your playlist when it comes out. Sure, yeah, dude. And, <laughs> and feel good. Yeah, hopefully. I like it. Yeah, man. A lot of hip-hop, a little bit of funk. Nice. A little bit of rock. I dig it. Yeah, man. I dig it. So, yeah, music. Good call, Jeff. Mm. Change your music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could go for TV and movies as well. I mean, I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just a mental break is helpful. Do you have go-to TV and, and movies time. that you'll watch if you just need to, like, get your get your head right? To get my head right? Oh, geez. I mean, it'd be any comedy show, I think. Parks okay. and Rec. Okay. It's always a good one. I wouldn't say it's creative, but that's my feel-good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Ben, what about you, man? Or are you just like, is all TV your feel-good show? <laughs> My go-to is probably like The Office, which is always a good choice. It's kind of like Parks and Rec. Yeah. I mean, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a lot of similarities it shares. I, I also mm-hmm. like Star Trek, The Next Generation. Like that. That's kind of It's just good a, background, for sure. Yeah, just okay. like a show I don't have to care about, but I, I've seen enough. And I sure. Just, it's always like, it's very episodic. Mm-hmm. Things that are like not a long, out, drawn out storyline process. Like each episode is kind of self contained mm-hmm. a little bit. So that generally tends towards like the older shows. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s was kind of the end of that era, I think. Although there are certainly overarching storylines in those TV shows as well. But mm, sure. Mm-hmm. But gone are the days of the serial where you can just, serial where you can just kind of watch one episode of. I mean, Family Guy, something like that. The Simpsons, Family Guy, South like Park, Brooklyn Nine Nine. The earlier seasons, I do like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and that's kind of episodic. That. Like, there's not a whole lot of, yeah. Especially like... again, the earlier seasons are more like that. Okay. <clears throat> now they have this is like 
this is the season of their wedding and mm. there's the food truck and you know you gotta <laughs> okay gotcha you gotta like know a little bit about the history of okay. some of these things okay yeah you're right I haven't really noticed that like I was thinking the good place you can't just jump in the middle <laughs> of that shit you know like, what's going anywhere on? no you'd be so confused uh because now we're in the days of binging shows where you watch a whole season so you get that full storyline mm-hmm. because we're we're gone are the days where we we actually have Waited. to wait a full week yeah. anymore it's a rare occasion and i'm torn on that and like orange I is the new black that. i just caught up on the re- most recent season which i think is the final season mm-hmm. it's where the book ends apparently mm-hmm. but i didn't even know it was based on a book i didn't know either it's, the book is called orange is the new black you don't say written by piper <laughs> piper kerman oh okay Hmm. Sweet. Whose characters is Piper Chapman? In oh. the book. I had no idea. I've oh, never yeah. seen the show. No, no, oh, it's actually really good. It's very compelling. It's very topical too. Like if you know what's going on in like the like the last season, and it's began in the midst of all this Black Lives Matter stuff. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like guided the story towards the marginalization of the African American community, oh, my God. systematic mm-hmm. oppression mm-hmm. of. Of uh, marg- those marginalized communities, yeah, and oh man, speaking of, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is here. I'll tell you guys later. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, the way to cock tease the audience. Yes. You know, Seriously, dude. Okay. So we had a talk back last. Okay, so at so yeah. at, at, there was an audience member at at uh, the theater. Okay, and we have a talk back every night. Yeah, and this was for a show called Mr. Joy, which is really about. Uh, it, it's it's about this this crime that happens to this uh, this young to this old Chinese man who's Mr. Joy, uh, and everybody. It, the story is told through these monologues of other people who live in the neighborhood, but it's played by one person, an African American female. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so come to find out, a young black b- boy who felt no other option or recourse is joined a gang and had to rob a store. He chose his local shoe shop because he knows a little bit about this guy in the neighborhood and that, that there's, there's kind of some, some animosity between the Chinese community and the African-American community uh, in Harlem and yada, yada, yada. So he ends up, you know, he, he didn't think the guy was there, but he was. And so he ended up beating him to death and, uh, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, it's a little bit about um, – and, and ultimately the show is about the indifference that the the system is showing to this neighborhood for the, – the system is the thing that set up these conditions to you know, feel this kind of pressure that this kid felt no other recourse than to keep his family safe by joining a gang and incidentally killed somebody. Like – you know what I mean? So, and, and so we had this talk back and this woman – uh, a white woman raise just goes, you know, I just don't, I just don't think white privilege is a real thing. MAGA. And I was like, wow, it just blew. I was, and I've been stewing on this since last night. Yeah. And it was just, it made me so fucking angry. What was your answer? And I was like, well, I wasn't there. Oh. So I, I, I would have jumped all over that. But what woman. would you, to what would you have said though? Like to handle it diplomatically, like you, you were in like an official if you, if I know, you in an official capacity. That and that's the back. thing that kind of makes me upset about the way we're handling this at work is like that like these are the conversations we should be having. We should be challenging people. We should be trying to make them think yeah. a little bit outside their box. Mm-hmm. But then there's this whole like, well, how do we diffuse the situation? How do we blah, blah, blah? I was like, I don't think we diffuse – someone says someone like something like that 
you shouldn't diffuse the situation. You should you should engage them in a conversation, certainly in, in a respectful way. Well, sure. But like it, it's more like, oh, oh, just move on quickly. Let's just talk about, you know. I was like, Next no, no, no. question. We're yeah. trying to we're trying to engage anyway. So I would have said, well, you saying that is evidence that <laughs> that it's what you just said is false, that white privilege does in fact exist. The fact that you don't see it or choose to acknowledge it is I think one of the points of this play is that they don't choose that they they have marginalized these communities that were already there and they talk a lot about the gentrification of the area. Of course. A lot of places are closing down and they're building these big old condos and yada yada yada, million dollar condos. While on the streets there are people, you know, there are twenty seven gangs in a ten block radius, is what they say in the in the show. And and you know, and it's just like just made me so mad. I was like, how can you uh I mean I'm not surprised. It's, it's certainly and I think some people will see the show and they'll see it as an indictment of the projects in Harlem. You know what I mean? Like but I was like, no no no, it's not an indictment. If anything, it's an indictment of the system that created these projects that that forced these communities to become marginalized and 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 un and not represented and and just discarded in, sure. in a way you know the problem mean? is a lot of people don't even think that's the case and that's the, as yeah. evident by a lot of white woman. people don't think that's yeah. the case pull yourself up by your bootstraps that's all it takes and yeah that's this is not like, how this it is, is. A, this is a, it, yeah right it's anyway it just made me so angry yeah like, God well, that's good well i'm glad you could i don't know that i have a right a good answer and, and get that that's, out that's what i would have i don't know I would have hoped to have engaged that. Yeah. System, well, I mean, it's always interesting, idea. like, to be, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and say these things in our studio looking yeah. like, amongst friends. Sure. As opposed to, like, yeah. well, a I think there's a, it's funny. We did Top Dog Underdog, which is also uh, a story of two African American men who are brothers. And ultimately, it's about the game, The sh- it's about this, uh, their relationship leading up to this game of three card Monty that they both want to, like, they're, they're both street uh, con men that, in various ways and uh, they, they play three card Monty, but ultimately it's like, and, and the, the moral of the story is the dealer only wins there. You only win if the dealer wants you to win. And, um, and then the, so the question is like, okay, who's, who's the player, who's the played. And then ultimately I think the answer is that they're both being played by a society and a system that has pitted these two, these two brothers against each other to try to get, anything out of life to steal each other's inheritance, to steal their, you know, just to try to get ahead in some capacity in their lives. You know what I mean? So ultimately it's the, so again, it's about, you know, marginalized communities and white privilege that we don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. And then, and then there's people who are just like, you know, sometimes they leave, they're like, "Ugh, enough with these black shows. (laughs) God, I know I get it. Their lives are hard, but don't shove it down my throat. And I was like, that's the kind of attitude that just perpetuates this stuff. No, I laugh like when the new Star Wars movies came out, we're like, how can you make a female the lead and the hero? It's like, Jesus. Yeah. It's like, I mean, male privilege is just as bad. Oh yeah. in, In many ways, but yeah. White male privilege. Oh, best. We are privilege. the most marginalized groups, goddammit. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Them and the uh the The incels? Incels. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like them and the they're just uh, uh the, the plight these people have yes, to Yes, it's endure. so hard being a white male mm-hmm. who can't get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Involuntary celibates. Uh, Jesus. 
ridiculous. Just take a just join a monkhood and I don't know, turn into Batman or something. <laughs> that would be like voluntary though. Huh? That would be voluntary then. Yeah. Right now, I'm just say making it make oh, it voluntary. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Take yourself out celibacy. Work. You're already not getting given. laid, man. Just go ahead and make something of it. Turn make it, something of your turn life. Turn it to something instead of good. complaining about how nobody mm-hmm. wants to fuck you. Sorry, that's fair. Yeah. That's well, just the case sometimes. I mean, to be fair, complaining isn't very sexy. So yeah, I mean, just in you're not doing yourself any favors, yeah. bro. Well, sure. Um, I mean, I'd argue you're an incel for a reason. I mean that. Yeah. Well, it also it also the that's in your control, right? But the that's fair. The underlying male privilege behind it is is what I truly find disgusting. I deserve to be fucked. Yeah, like I am I am owed this by women to fuck me, but I'm involuntarily (laughs) celibate. Like, I mean, so like I think that everyone like I think love and touch is important to everybody. So like I think everybody deserves to be. Everyone should be absolutely right. Right. So everyone should be loved, but not necessarily. I mean, fucked. Just saying. (laughs) So there's some people that you go without sex. No, <laughs> I think. See what you're doing is you're straw man me here. <laughs> no, that's you don't what, deserve. Man, everyone should be able to get laid. Yeah, I think. I think that everyone is deserving of love, and I think that there should be love expressed toward them. We have the five love languages, right? If you've ever read that book, we can talk <laughs> we about do. that. But love is not. Love and sex are two very different ideas. Well, sure, and and I believe. I think my generally the perception is of the incels would be that that it's that love and sex are not the same thing in the sense that like sex is just fucking you know what I mean but that's what they want they don't want the love they want they want to get their rocks off you know what I mean I would say that's generally the 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 seems to be their biggest problem is like i'm not getting laid i'm not fucking bitches it's like i'm not in a serious relationship where i can you know value the person that i'm that i'm having intercourse with and and we develop a deep and meaningful relationship based on that that's that's not the complaint that's not what they're they're that's not what they're posting on their websites you know what i mean i mean are you sure that's not the subtext yes i'm i'm sure that is i just want a hug I mean, There's touch is important. Hug. Like we are, th- and that's fine, and I get it. But I don't know G- the general the g- their general stance is: I need bitches to f- bitches won't fuck me. That, it, it objectifies is... women. First off, it's not about like a relationship with a woman. It's about fucking a woman. It's about turning them into an object that they are owed. And I, I just, I have a very strong moral apprehension to that. Okay, repulsion. I would say to that okay. kind of to that kind of attitude. Okay, and you are entitled to yes. to your moral <laughs> repulsion about the incels, right? <laughs> just I was just thinking, how the fuck did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, I have no idea how the fuck we got here. I don't know, <laughs> but maybe it'll help about. you solve your problem. <laughs> maybe this will. You've what thought if, about this enough. What if your problem is you're an incel? How do they? Oh solve God! That how do they decompress? Yeah. They got some deeper issues at work that they need to work on. So I would suggest work on one at a time. If you're an incel and think about trouble think about, writing that know. novel, what do you do? <laughs> I'm, try- I'm sure how you do you write my how incel you, novel. How do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Mm. Just got to. Okay. So just, just keep digging deeper. Yep. Get to the center of that just, pain. Just break it down. It's, it's by it. 
in itself, it is an impossible task. I was going to say, which part do you eat first? Yeah. It's butthole. That's the problem. But, the, but any, with, any, with any problem, whether it's uh, writer's block or, or some kind of project just block, start. plateau, you just got to break it down, make it, make it easyable, make it digestible. Easyable. Yeah. Easyable. Easyable? Make it easier uh-huh. on yourself. Where you do like what Stephen King did, just get rip and drunk, you'll wake up a decade later and have novels written and shit. <laughs> have so books you didn't even remember writing. No shit. For real. He, did? he has Was books he, just, he, he just doesn't remember writing wow. in the 70s. I think in the 70s. I mean, I know he was definitely in down with the booze and the cocaine. For Some of his famous novels, he says he has no memory of writing them. That's awesome. Like so. Like which ones? Fuck, I don't remember. Carrie? Well, the internet would know. We can look it up after Maybe Cujo? Man. I don't know. <laughs> Salem's Lot. No. Sure. Oh, I love that book. It's because he ripped off. He, he He's like Shakespeare. He didn't really write any of his stuff. He was a group of... Stephen King is a group of people. <laughs> it's a bunch of incels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> he wrote... I wrote Misery in, three, in a three-night bender <laughs> in the back of a station wagon. Oh, my God. Covered in mayonnaise. Oh. Maybe that – cover yourself in mayonnaise. Maybe Why not? Work. Just titillate the Stephen, it up. Stephen yeah. King did it. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> As told by a <laughs> That's how Misery awesome. was written. Awesome. Everyone knows it. It's fact. It's on the internet now. They're changing – Wikipedia as we yes. Speak. <laughs> so we, we should we should get an ignorant, uninformed. Yeah. Ultimately, the biggest this, so we could just do that. Yeah, the biggest issue that I I think to get over to get over a project started again is you just got to give yourself a little bit of space and be kind to yourself, love yourself a little mm-hmm. bit, and say, you know what, I'm not going to get the answer right now. Yeah, don't force it and be and cool wait with for it. it. Yeah, that's not. Don't wait forever though. You got to do. So, you got to. It's positive <laughs> waiting. You know, it's like positive waiting. You got to like do. That. You can't just like. You got it's it's proactive waiting. You know what I mean? Like proactive do things waiting. that'll that'll stimulate your imagination. Yeah. Do things that'll that'll. I'm that'll still sticking with sleep. Get you in a better. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sleep get is, you in a better state of mind. Do mm. things that'll make you but, more receptive to those impulses. Well, that's, that's what, what I say. Yeah, saying. right. You can't just be like waiting, just like sitting there. Okay, rocking, sure. Ready back. for my fucking masterpiece? <laughs> like, well, just like, where's rock- my misery, yeah. <laughs> Stephen King? <laughs> I'm all lubed up in mayo. Sitting here in the mayonnaise. <laughs> Why Jesus. is it happening? Oh my oh. god. Why am I not writing a novel? I'm right. raw from masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are bloody. But why No, but that's like that's just it. With like you can't just like sit there and just be like waiting for it and no. be super conscious no. of no, totally. it. Yeah, you turning it. your brain off, I think, is yeah. part of it. Proactive waiting. That's what Proactive I'm waiting. Proactive waiting. I like it. I like it. That's all I got. That's all I got to say. Are we, good? Are we good on time? Yeah, we're <laughs> great. Oh, awesome, dude. Let's end We've it been then. talking for 46 minutes. Shut the fuck no, up. No, not really. Five more <laughs> minutes of incel talk. This is, that's, that's, that's 31 right there. Uh-huh, perfect. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening to Ignorant Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We've been your hosts, Mr. Jeff Watson. I don't even know what to say. Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. Many! And I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. Oh, who put the soapbox here? Let me just get off of it. <laughs> thanks for downloading and listening. Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast you're listening to us on. Check out all the podcasts at ignorantuninformed.com. Send your topics to topics at ignorantuninformed.com. You can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ignorantuninformed. Uh, twank us on the Twitters. Follow us on Twitter at ig and un. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Hot Ass Freshness all up in your grill. Peace out.